the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. I mean, are we paying attention? Hey, did you see there's a storm coming? Stormy Daniels on Saturday Night Live. Wah, wah. Instead of talking about the things that really matter and the things that we can do something about. We told you a few um, we f- told you a few weeks ago about the Lautenberg Christians in Austria. Now, the Lautenberg Christians, these are Christians that came out of Iran and uh, they risked their lives in Iran. They were Christians that stood up. They knew the government didn't want them there. There was an opportunity to get out because the United States said, if you if you hit these standards, you can come out. So they did what all Christians do when they come out of Iran. They go to another country. This time it was Austria, where they um, are doing all the final vetting, et cetera, et cetera. And then they go to the United States. But once you leave Iran, you're not going back to Iran, especially because you've just announced that you are a, you know, an enemy of the state to Iran. Well, the last group has been stopped in Austria, and they're, it's, we think they may be sent back to Iran, which would be a death sentence. And nobody is talking about these people. The Nazarene Fund meets the Lautenberg Christians in Austria. Michael Powell, director of the Strategic Communications, the, uh, the uh, White Mountain Research and uh, Zeno Gamble, he is the chief operating officer of White Mountain, uh, partners with the Nazarene Fund and Mercury One. Welcome, Michael. Welcome, Zeno. Thank you. Hi, Glenn. Thanks for having us. So, Zeno, explain what, what the current state of these Christians are. Well, they're disorganized. They're living in different apartments all over Vienna. Uh, they, they've used up all the funds because they sold all their assets before they left Iran in the hopes that they could... Uh, stop in Austria, get their visas, and join their family members that are in the United States. Okay, has this ever happened before to people on the Lautenberg uh, list? So so the program's no. been going on for uh, almost 30 years. Right. Uh, it's, it, it was a program started by the U.S. government to bring over Iranians post-Shah. Uh, and uh, it's been a very smooth process. This was the first time they've, had, they've been held up in mass. And do we know why? We don't know why. There's a lot of finger-pointing. Uh, we do have uh, their uh, letters from the Department of Homeland Security saying you can't come in, but no explanation was given to the, the individuals or as a group. And so we have, but we do have also their letter saying you can come in. Yes. Right. We have the invitation basically from the United States saying, uh, here's, here's what you do. You, you uh, come out, you go to Austria, we'll get to final papers, and then you're on your way. Yeah, this was not a program that was something that was done quickly. I mean, they've been in this program for a while. They were supposed to be in Austria for three months on a transit visa, and that was it. They sold all their property in Iran. They, they've, they've left everything behind. They were ready to come to the United States. They have T- family here. Tell me who these people are. So you have uh, about 100, it's 108 people total. Uh, 80, 80, about 80 of them are Christians. The rest are Mandeans and Zoroastrians. So okay. it's, we call them Lautenberg Christians, but it is a, it is a group. All persecuted peoples. Okay. And uh, tell me about who they are as individuals, not just not just their faith. Well, that's one of the things we wanted to learn when we went to Austria to find out who they are to capture some of their stories. And they are stories of uh, normal people who have lived under a persecuted persecution their entire lives. They can't get certain jobs. They have limits on their education. They are some of them physically uh, abused. 
and we wanted to know a little bit about them and who they were. We have uh, one young man whose uh, family's traveled here. He is in a uh, he's in a wheelchair and he is uh, uh, physically disabled and you know not security risk. Yeah, we're actually curious as to what risks these people uh, have. How can they threaten the United States? They're they're educated, they're intelligent. Uh, they've sold all their assets to come and become a part of the community. Um, some of their biggest um, desires are to be able to read the Bible in public and go to church and get education and get a job. It's uh, really ridiculous how the U.S. government has pulled the rug out from under these people. So where is this coming from? Because, you know... Tr- you could say what you want about uh, Donald Trump and foreigners, but I don't think that he's going to. There's there's too many people with too much power around him that we go. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. These are people being persecuted by the people that we deem dangerous. So where is the breakdown? Well, I think there's some sort of fight going on inside the executive branch against helping refugees. And I, I don't see exactly where it is. Our contacts there uh, telling us that there's um, some sort of shroud of mystery going on over who can do what and who can make policy change. So, you know, this this has been around, as Michael said, for a long time. This was to save persecuted Jews in the past. Right. Do you know that? Can you tell me Absolutely. the history of this? Uh, Sure, I, I can. In, okay. in post nineteen fifty, uh, during when uh, after the state of Israel was was created, uh, the U.S. Uh, created a program sort of bring in uh, Jews who are being kicked out of, of of the majority Muslim countries. This program morphed into this program to help Iranians after the Shah, and it's sort of been going on smoothly since then. They brought in thirty thousand people, I believe, since nineteen seventy nine. And so this is a uh, hundred people. They do, do they all have family here, or most of them? One hundred percent have family. One hundred percent have sponsors. So it's not a drain on our society. No, and these people, they did this this program. Uh, you you come in on your own nickel. So they they've been paying for everything. They sold all their possessions. No no one bought them tickets. No one's paying for them right now. They are completely on their own. So uh, what happens to them if the United States says continues to say no? Well, we're looking for options. That's one of the reasons we went to to sort of sort of go into our, our, our contacts and find out what could be done. Will the Austrians keep them there? Uh, can we try to influence the U.S. government to bring them here? Or is there a lifeboat country somewhere that we could take them to if something happened? Because going back to Iran is really not an option. Right. What happens to them if they do? Um, well, we know what has happened to them already, and there are some really – terrible stories that uh that, that we that, that were relayed to us and um they, they were the arrested persecuted that i mean there's 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 no doubt okay um so there when is a death sentence there is no option to go to iran because they have announced that they are against the against the official religion of the state and and uh, by coming to the united states i'm sure you're going to be viewed as a spy i would think you'd have advanced contacts with our, the u.s government they would see that as a yeah mm-hmm. yeah um all right so how can we help so i think reaching out to our elected officials and telling them what that this is a problem and getting ang- people getting angry about it because this is a for- is a forgotten group it was the news for a bit and now it's kind of faded away and supporting the Nazarene Fund because the Nazarene Fund, like they always do, when governments can't or won't, the Nazarene Fund will try to try to help. Do we have any options in Australia? Our contacts in Australia or anyplace else? We we we're looking into that, but I think right now the Austrians are trying to help locally, and I think we're going to try to focus it there. 
right and, now. But they don't have relatives there. I mean, their relatives are really here. They don't, but the 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 the, the church is supporting them. There are a couple of politicians that have are weighing in on this, and this is not something that they want to do. No, no yeah. one, no one wants to do this. Yes, but they're trying to they're trying to help and trying to come up with a life for them. But it's but the rug has been pulled out. So I would suggest that you call Mike Pence uh, and his office because I think Mike is Mike is involved in this, is he not? To some and degree, that he yes, he's uh, said he's going to try to fix it so we can rescue these types of people who who right. are in need. Uh, in Europe, it's uh, it's uh, politically incorrect to help Christians yeah. right now, which is just uh, it's it's a travesty. Politically incorrect, almost anywhere. So. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, exactly. I'm <laughs> saying that yeah. Reach out to Mike Pence's office. Uh, reach out to your congressman. Uh, pray for these people, and uh, if you can help out any way, just go to the NazareneFund.org and, and look what we're doing and help us out. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Zeno, Michael, as always, thank you. NazareneFund.org, the NazareneFund.org, uh, and please call your congressman, call your senator. This is something that we can get through. If you have your voice heard, call Mike Pence's office. Uh, the vice president is aware of this and he is working. Let him know that this is important to you and he can let the president know that this is important to you. Thanks, as always, Mike. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network.